0: What up, it's Mitch, and this is Zach. Welcome to Hot Takes Cold Brews, where each week we'll be talking about hot takes in health,
1: fitness, and lifestyle. And to make sure these are epic episodes, we're cracking a brand new cold brew, catching a savage buzz each time. let's crack these dude okay i'm feeling a little uh episode something
0: something of the uh hot takes cold brews this one's brought to you by another one by nitro beverage company this time we've got a nitro and fruit infused espresso cold brew i looked it up on their website they've got an eight ounce can of cold brew that's got 220 uh Grams, of, or milligrams, milligrams of caffeine, which
1: is this is a nice. This quick little
0: hitter thing packs a punch.
1: Quick hitter. Let's see what it's like. Catching. And I already right.
0: shook it lightly, and I'll stir it a little. You know, I, there.
1: it's kind of like how we talked about. I don't even know if this was on the podcast, but you know, if like I don't like stout beers, and we we're trying to stout. That's kind of. So I don't want to like skew my rating at all, but I'm going to give it a shot. You know, typically I don't like espresso, but I'm actually growing to like it a little more.
0: Well, I think this is going to be good. All right. Nitro cold brew, nitro beverage company, um, espresso blend. Let's go. Oh, that's so good. That's easily the best. That one doesn't even taste like the espresso one. That tastes so good. It's thanks uh, Nitro Beverage Company. It's too smooth
1: for the pack for the punch. It's gonna pack, dude, (laughs) because I feel like I could just chug this in one sip. You know. Yep. It's kind of like it's kind of like the alcohol thing, right? Like they have to the alcohol has to taste bad enough to where you can't just like pound the bottle. Same with this, man. If I I could literally drink this in probably like three sips, but I'm not going to. 'Cause then I'd probably <laughs> have a heart attack on air. Gonna be too wired. So I gotta slow myself up, but this is freaking delicious. Oh man. It's like uh, you know, you gotta kinda like almost treat it like a like a whiskey on the rocks, dude. Just kinda <laughs> little, sip sippy. A little sip at a time. Just <laughs>
0: enjoy it. And you got two more, so that's what we always like when we got a couple more to fuel us for the next day, but um, this one's going to be highly rated. Another one, Nitro Beverage Company is coming out with nothing but bangers right now, so hey. I'm I'm pumped for them because they're making a great product and uh, and I'm sure this stuff's going to
1: blow up if it hasn't already blown up for them because it's yeah. good. Another East Coast, so I told them I was like, hey, whatever you need help with. Oh yeah, New on Jersey, the West Coast, yeah, like. I'll be a freaking nitro, <laughs> nitro
0: bad prep. Dude. <laughs> it's good. I like it. I drink this every day. Yeah. This one's dangerously high caffeination for how good it is. Though I wonder if
1: they do uh, beans too. I don't, I looked on their website and I don't no. think I saw that. I wonder uh, like, it's super interesting. You know, I'm getting into the, the coffee never I'm, thought you'd I'm, be in the coffee industry because you didn't like coffee I hated Probably, coffee. How long ago did you hate coffee? Uh, I probably only started or liking th- it.
0: did you... You thought you hated coffee, apparently.
1: Uh, I just, there's no way you developed the taste that quick. I just didn't... Like, I had a coffee one. I didn't know what to order, first of all. You know, everyone said, like, you don't want black coffee. So I was like, all right, I yeah. don't. And then I would order, like, uh, a latte you know, like super sweet. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, oh, it's delicious. I would drink it in like two sips and then my heart would be beating. I'd be like (laughs) pitting out at work and shit. I was like, I don't like this. And then I got more into like, uh, you know, using it for fuel. Yeah. Like to fuel a workout or to fuel like uh, teaching a class. Yeah. Or like to focus. Uh, And I was like, ooh. This works really well. It didn't do well when I was just sitting at my desk, bored at my computer. Yeah, and I was like, this is the worst feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to like have something to expend your energy
0: on when you've been drinking something like this. Yeah. So, is that your favorite type style? Is cold cold brew? I think is my favorite style for sure. Hundred percent. Sometimes I'll get an americano, but I don't understand. Like not
1: really that much. Why do people like hot coffee? Like wh- you're just like running the t- you're you're rolling the dice every time of burning your tongue. <laughs> Why do you want it like that? Like just drink a cold brew, man. I think I don't ever
0: drink warm coffee ever. Really? Drink any you never hot, did nothing. Yeah. Never, ever. Even oh, really? before that, I was always drinking iced coffees or like ice lattes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then I figured out that cold brew is way better tasting because it's way smoother, less bitter, higher caffeine yeah. and no, and you can drink it straight. No, you don't really need any of that. Um, like milk or anything else cream wise and it tastes really good that's so why it's like it's like a sin like it's like sinless like you you know you just can have a cold brew anytime you want unless you know you're worried about the caffeine intake but it's like you were going for that anyway Like sometimes i was drinking lattes that were like filled with milk because the latte is basically the entire cup is filled with milk instead of water oh, whereas, syrup it, to, whereas like an americano is a ton of water and then like really really strong coffee you know espresso it's gross and and like i i think it's good sometimes but i, I like the taste of that but like a cold brew you just you don't have to go with that 400 calories of milk to get your coffee down you yeah. just can drink apparently 220 <laughs> milligrams of coffee in eight ounces
1: of little liquid. shooter dude <laughs> that's why i question people's intentions if they're like "Oh, i don't want a cold brew if you're really drinking something to give you energy mm-hmm then you would get a cold brew. Like, this is the most efficient way. Yeah. Rather than a damn Frappuccino And or I some think shit. the people that don't like cold brews
0: haven't tasted the right cold brews. Because yeah. I honestly don't really like Starbucks' cold brew that much at all.
1: Like, I don't think some of those the cold nitro? brews are
0: different. That one's different. Yeah, that one's fire. But, like, the standard
1: one is kind of weak.
0: Yeah, but they don't really compare to, like, these ones. Like those ones, their beans have a funky flavor, and I don't. I think it's because they're too heavily roasted. But like, especially their canned ones, I don't really like. Yeah, like this one, the Nitro Beverage Company, the Trident that we had, the Caveman that we've had, a bunch of these other ones that we've had, are way better than yeah. than like the run of the mill Starbucks. So yeah. if you're out there and you've tried cold brew and you think you don't like it, get one of these ones that we've tried on the show that we read highly and it'll I bet it'll change your mind. If you're a coffee drinker, you can I don't know how you can't like that.
1: You know what I've run across as an issue is like you know all the coffee stands. Mhm. Most don't have cold brew.
0: No, they don't. It's because they don't have the store they don't have the space to brew it, I I'm think. I'm just like yeah. You got to step your game up. Yeah. Maybe. And you know what the problem with those coffee stands out like the Washington coffee stands is all of them like think about their drinks they're all very very sweet like they don't make the standard like they put way too much syrup and i used to like that when we when we were 16 we'd go buy that coffee stand <laughs> that our friends worked at like, we'd always get the like the super sweet latte with like a four pumps of like white chocolate mocha syrup in <laughs> right. it like it's the dessert <laughs> yeah it was just like because we didn't really care about the calories back then it was like mm-hmm. oh yeah 500 calories in this thing it doesn't matter like I'm not gonna feel it but definitely like
1: this is like the best thing ever. Yeah, that's what I'm like. These guys need to start connecting with like coffee stands. Yeah, because have them hold your product.
0: Yeah, well, it's kind of like um, juice press. Distribute does. that shit. juice yeah. press has Rise exactly. cold brew, and I thought it was Juice Press's cold brew for a long time. Exactly. After I thought it was Rise, and I was like, "This stuff is good. Yeah. I knew this was good. This yeah. is why it's because good cold brew company that's making it. Exactly. So that's it, another one you should try. Rise. They are good. good,
1: especially on tap. Yeah. Right.
0: And keep in mind, no one's paid us to say any of this. They've sent us. Some people sent us some free, free hey. coffee, and we super
1: appreciate it. But hell yeah. But um. Yeah. The someday. Are... We may have our own. <laughs> I'm thinking someday. I know. I Why know. not?
0: We're we're becoming. We're kind of getting to know our stuff. So maybe.
1: What do we got for him today, Mitch? So I. I think it's valuable. Like every week I'm picking up something new. Um, every week I know Zach is. And I just think we got to like the the only sin these days that people make is not documenting all that. Right. And, you know, it's tough. Like when you don't have seven people walking around filming everything like Gary Vee has editing it all for you it's really hard to make it a point to um, document the things you're learning and what you're going through what you're experiencing but I think you just got to make a point to do that so I wanted to ask you what is what is something you learned? what is something that came up for you this week what is something that is on your mind man
0: well one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot and I recorded a couple of videos but I didn't drop them on it and like i kind of put it a little bit in my story but it's it's been getting it's been on my mind more and more lately is that like a lot of times in like fitness uh especially in like physical therapy we do things like we emphasize like slow controlled motions like oh really slow eccentric and like doing things to maximize muscle like growth and all this stuff yeah but then i thought about it i was like cause I've been going out and doing like more sprint work and things like that and more explosive stuff. And like, I just don't have the power. And then I think about like, at some point you got to get out of the gym and you have to go try to like, if you're working on strength and power in the gym, like eventually you have to try to go learn how to change that up into like something explosive, some type of explosive movement and something functional. it's like, I started figuring out like, you know, like trying to jump up onto a little high ledge or like drop down. I'm like, oh, I don't have the power to even jump up onto this, but I'm in the gym lifting all this weight. Yeah. But, like, I can't transfer it out onto anything. Or, like, I used to be powerful, and then I tried to go to a sprint the other day, and I'm like, I just have no sprint. It kind of felt like that day. Remember when we did all those workouts in the parking lot of Aspire Athletics, and then uh, we, and then we tried to sprint, and we couldn't yeah. do it? My legs kind of feel like that, but not, like, to that extent. But like comparatively to how they used to feel, they feel like that all the time now. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm lifting more than I ever did, you know, but I'm just not doing the, the explosive stuff. So I think like so much of our, so much of our stuff is focused on, on control. And I love control, like technique and all that stuff, like building your abs and using control and not like doing a bunch of compensation and having crappy form. Yeah. But at some point, you have to also just... Go for it and turn things up in speed. Like do okay. some box jumps. And that's where I think kettlebell work comes in a big is like doing swings. Yeah, you can like that's be a, explosive. Yeah, that's an explosive thing. Like you could either do a swing really slow. I don't know how you do a swing really slow. Or like a snatch. Yeah. You gotta. Yeah, power, power movements. Yeah. And then like go out there and don't be afraid to sprint. Because I think like I've started sprinting recently and my back pain is now. I like probably eliminated... 80% of my back pain by lifting more legs in the gym and like which sounds counterintuitive by doing like more squats and stuff. Yeah. And then I eliminated probably the next I mean I'm probably 98% now. I eliminated the next 18% by sprinting. Yeah. Cuz what what people don't get on a daily basis is when you sprint it stretches your hip flexors intensely because that leg has to get way behind you. Think of another activity during your day when your hip like extends like that in a powerful way where you stretch the hip flexor. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting thing to think about. Like no one sprints these, ever. Well, in yeah, workouts.
1: Like think of how many people, if you didn't compete in sports or anything like that, like dude, there's probably so many people. I Maybe they sprinted at one point in their life, but. Very little like I can't there's some people I'm like, I can't even picture you like trying to go all out giving it. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you know, like I I see you. I see myself like people probably see like, yeah, if he wants to get there, like he's going to hit it on a on a bounce and and go for it. Yeah. And like, that's crazy how you just like. I can't even picture some people sprinting, but that would be so beneficial for for everything they're trying to do. Yeah, and it's not like you have to be as fast as you say and bolt. You just need to be fast for yourself.
0: So you need to, every once in a while, you need to try to go out and run at 80, 90, 100% speed. Because like all this slow jogging, it doesn't really do anything for the core. But sprinting at high speed, like I sprinted yesterday. I didn't, haven't worked out my back for a week. My back, just my traps, my like my lats and everything like that is so sore Yeah, from just swinging my arms. Yeah. Because I never do anything powerful like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, think about that as, like, another version of training. But it's, like, if you're going to go play ba- pick up basketball and you want to be fast on the court, like, you, got, you should go out and sprint. Like, I think it's good for people to sprint. Now, so, obviously, you have to get your body ready for it. Yeah. Like, don't go from Wholesome the couch thing. to full sprints. But, like don't just run at 50% speed your whole life. Like you right. start, go at 60% and then try to jump up to like 65 and then 70. And then week after week, once you get your body used to that
1: fast motion, you'll be able to do it and it'll be actually good for you. It's like, it's like an empowering feeling too. That it is. Can, when you can move your body fast, like feels good. I think purely just for safety too. Like right. if you want Shit. to run from a dog, you, you better be able
0: to run. or Like <laughs> if you had to run from a fire, like you better be able to run from like, I just—it's so funny because we don't ever do that in our day, and then I think about like a lot of these guys going to the gym and do like a bunch of like slow squats and stuff. and we don't do anything explosive. Like, Mm. do some jump squats or do some jump lunges or like—and that's the most sore I ever get—is like doing that kind of stuff.
1: And you know, that's kind of the—that was kind of the benefit of CrossFit was that they're putting people in a lot of explosive movements and getting them to do them. Obviously you know they go a little overboard it seems like but that there's the there's the thing is like you have to ramp
0: up yeah you can't just go from the couch to orange theory or you can't go from the couch to crossfit because if you do that you're you're asking for an injury because like even me like going out in full speed sprinting yesterday like i had to do a lot of warm-up to get to that point and do it um and I still feel like, ooh, at times I'm like, ooh, my hamstring to start tightening up a little bit. Yeah. And then, You know, you got to just be smart about how you do it yeah. and not make sure you rush into it just because
1: you like, oh, like CrossFit's the thing to do. Let me go do it. Well, and then and also the volume. Yeah. Like, you're not going to, like, if, you ne- if you've if you never sprinted before, it's not like, all right, we've got, you know, 10 hundred yard sprints coming up. It's like, no. Yeah.
0: And if you're going to do them, do striders. Right, like, right. Don't jog them, but kind of try to get a little bit more turnover. And then slowly, week after week, build your speed. Like if you're running 100 yards in, say, 20 seconds then you try to cut down to like 18 seconds or 19 seconds and then 17 and then 15. So you just slowly start to try to cut that, that time down that it took you to do it. And then you can measure your percentage of like mm-hmm. how fast you're going. Yeah. And I think that's like a pretty beneficial thing. That's an empowering feeling
1: too. Just getting better. Yeah.
0: And yeah. like, and like I said, like I'm pretty sore from it and I'm going to be sore for days from this. Yeah. And it's interesting because then I just listen to a podcast and it's not all about being sore. It's like, I don't just sprint to be sore because, like we talked about, uh, Mitch and I were talking over text the other day. Is like, the whole goal is not to be sore when you're training because, at some point, there has to be some type of consistency. Like you can't go super hard today and then not be able to sprint for four or five days because, mm-hmm. you, then you're, then you're losing out on training volume. Exactly. I'd rather you do a little bit four days in a row, especially starting out, like so uh, you can get there and do it. Yeah, for the first few months no push to go 100%. Just do a little bit every day. Yeah. Like do a like add a couple sprint drills into your workouts. Like go to the like LA Fitness if you go there or like whatever fitness places around you if they have a basketball court, sprint to the end of it yeah. or sprint
1: like do a couple lines. You know, another thing that sprinting is going to help you with is just your quick uh like reactionary movements too, like getting off a block, right? Mm-hmm. Because that and we're talking about this the other day, that is one of the leading causes of death is people just falling mm-hmm. because they lose that reflex yeah so if you still got that quick motion you, those quick bursts yeah like when you lose your balance you'll have that quick burst to yeah s- like stabilize and that could literally save your life and and type like of stuff yeah and like i said it's you don't need to be fast for your same bolt you need
0: to be <laughs> fast for you exactly. and if you think that you can't sprint there are literally there's literally a woman out there. It's a hundred years old that runs the 60-yard dash, and she's not fast, but she's running like yeah. she's sprinting. Her both like there's only points in time where one foot is ever on the ground. Like she's not in a in a walking cadence. Right. She's running, mm-hmm. and you think she's a lot more healthy than most people. Yes, Absolutely. I would I would guarantee it. And you look at all these people who run these like these like masters track races where there's like 50 and above, 60 and above, 70 and above, and even 80 like and up. And like all those people are very physically fit and they look good and they probably feel a lot better than most people. And I realized like looking back on my own back pain and I'm a physical therapist and I do a lot of work on other people and things like that. And I do core work and my back still bothers me. What's the difference between my back not hurting eight years ago and it now is like, I didn't do a lot of high, I did a lot of high impact jumping. I did a lot of running. I did a lot of like, you know, other explosive things like stadium hops and things like that. And that was all stuff that trained my core mm-hmm. and what i even realized sprinting is like all the really like deep low back muscles are are sore today in a good way in the way that i know i work those muscles because yeah. think about how much stability it takes to run fast right. you got to be tight otherwise you're going to be all over the place yeah. like if you want to actually propel yourself forward everything's got to be like stiff mm-hmm. you know like you got to actually be able to stabilize absolutely whereas like there's a false sense of stability. I think when people are doing like these slow and controlled ab reps with like their back completely supported on the ground, Mm
1: -hmm. because there's only so much stability you need when you're supported like that. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I think it just comes back to training in all different forms, you know, like not just hitting the weights, not just, you know, doing, uh, plyo type things. It's, it's, Getting a little bit of it all and like always switching it up uh, because that is where you get all the benefit. Like, like even, even with, with this high intensity stuff, if you were doing that every day, all day and nothing else like that, would not necessarily be the most beneficial? You've got to have a little bit of, of everything going on. Um, But I think. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, hold up.
0: Right. Like you have to train in different, you have to train your body in different ways. Yeah. Like you can't just go, like, don't just go and do yoga. Like, don't just go and do whatever, whatever, you know? And that's also, but also there needs to be a pattern to it. Like you can't be just completely random. Right. That's the other thing we were talking about the other day. was like, think about all these like boutique fitness classes. It's just a whole bunch of random workouts right. strung together and you might get in good shape doing that. But I think if you're training towards a certain goal or you want some something specific aesthetically or physically, you need to plan out those workouts. And not that it's Absolutely. bad to throw those in, like maybe those are your off day workouts or like, okay, I'm gonna spin one time a week, that's my cardio. I'm gonna go to a spin class for that cardio, but you still need to try to structure it into some type of programming mm-hmm. to reach your goal and maximally have the benefit because we know that like there's a science behind exercise. And if you just do a bunch of random things and like maybe you take a, maybe you go to some kettlebell class today and then tomorrow you go to like a, like a circus style training, but a lot of the movements were the same movements and you're kind of doubling up or you're missing areas or you're overworking like too many quad exercises and not enough like hamstring stuff. Like you're just kind of, you're playing around a little bit with like that injury zone.
1: Well, and you just don't know, like if you're not seeing the results, who knows why at that point, like, I don't, it's hard to say. Like you're just not doing anything. Like we can't really pinpoint. Yeah. This is what it is. It's just like, fuck, you just been doing everything. Well, And it's
0: like, it's kind of like with diet. It's like if, if you're like, Hey, I haven't been losing weight. And then you're like, well, what have you been eating? You're like, well, I have no idea. It's like, well, I can't help you out because I have no idea where to even start. Like, we don't know what could be causing this problem. Same thing with workouts. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you're not, if you're not specifically reaching your goal by just doing all these random boutique workouts, like, like a soul cycle, then, you know, you just got to reevaluate what you're doing and, and how your training is coming in.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, that kind of brings me back to a point that I've noticed that I think people Are have a misconception like everyone wants to say like you got to confuse the muscle for certain things and it's like I don't think it's what
0: you're talking about periodization.
1: You're talking about like
0: like the the science the scientific studies in exercise science show that daily undulating periodization is the best form of working out because of the fact that it like throws your body off.
1: That's what you're talking about. But no, that's what's real. I think people have it confused the, with like, yep. oh, well, since I worked out at the gym here, I'm gonna take this other class to confuse the muscle. Yeah, and that's not like it's 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 rep ranges and it's, it's,
0: it's yeah it's it's planned daily undulating periodization. It doesn't right. mean random. Yeah, it means like today I specifically did rep ranges of four to eight reps and I worked on these exercises. Now the next time yeah. I'm going to work on those exercises in a four, 12 to 15 rep range to work different muscle systems yeah. and try to work on hypertrophy versus power versus strength.
1: Not versus I'm going to do soul cycle here, uh, a orange theory here and that, and then I'm going to lift. Yeah. That's not necessarily the the goal there. No, because even with periodization, it's
0: not like, oh, I'm just going to pick random amounts of numbers and random weights. It's all calculated. It's all like percentage of body weight or percentage of uh, one rep maxes. It's all about uh, the actual volume of reps and it's how you hit certain muscle groups. It's not just, oh, let me just randomly toss in a bunch of stuff. Because like I said, if you go do soul cycle and then you go do like an orange theory class, maybe you'll just have blasted your quads and literally gotten no backside work. And then you've got a problem or like you go to some class and the guy thinks it's a great idea to do a bunch of thrusters to, and burn your shoulders out. But you did thrusters yesterday and now your shoulders are going to start to have like have other problems and where you could be training the shoulders, maybe with like a low row or something like a band pull apart where you're not necessarily impinging the shoulder like at, at the, at the bursar or whatever, giving yeah. yourself shoulder impingement. Right. But like, that would be a bad example of like, that's a random workout Two completely different things, but they're both working against
1: each other. Yeah. And you know, someone brought up a really good point about like CrossFit. Cause that's another thing like that one day I went to class and it was literally all we did was snatches. And I was like, all right, I came here trying to get a workout. I didn't come here to just completely torch my shoulders and the thing though with that that someone pointed out to me was the only difference there is like crossfit is is a sport you know whereas like this this working out stuff isn't isn't geared towards a performance really and so that is where like like uh it's kind of like like a football game right like no one's gonna say dude you gotta You got to stop pressing someone forward (laughs) or, you know, you got to stop running so hard. Like we're we're training so that you can withstand that. Um, And that's where I think the confusion comes is, is like, if you're not doing a sport or competing like that, then, yeah, you, you should be.
0: But even the CrossFit thing doesn't make sense to me because most people who work out for CrossFit aren't actually doing CrossFit for the sport. They (laughs) aren't doing the competitions. They're just doing it as a workout. Yeah. And then that doesn't make sense to me to do snatches for an entire hour. Like That just is too many reps of the exact same muscle group. Now, I understand if you're going lightweight, you're working on technique and stuff, but still you should limit the reps and the load of that technique. Otherwise, you're just going to blow your shoulders out. But if
1: the competition is like max in 20 minutes how many you can do whatever yeah. you know not saying it's good yeah but that's the thing that's the difference with a sport is we're not here to keep you healthy we're here to just see you perform basically type of thing you know yeah and but when you're like in you said, that class were they helping you a lot with your technique of the snatches yeah they were okay but like you said it would it would kind of be like giving random people access to like a nfl combine workout every day you know yeah it's not really gonna help you that much if you're not gonna be performing yeah and i think about that too
0: is it's funny because like i heard uh who was it it was that nike trainer um he was talking about like oh every athlete like all the trainers that are in college and like oh you have to do olympic lifts you have to do olympic lifts and they're like why are you competing in the olympics for the (laughs) lifting technique like i didn't know that like you had to do them it's like I was doing a lot of snatches when I was in college and power cleans and things like that where like when I think really back to it like I probably could have eliminated some of those exercises and done something more specific to my sport or like easier on my body and my shoulders that would have been just as effective like and we did a lot of that stuff like like a power clean pull without the catch that's a great explosive like it's just a really like it's it's almost like you're jumping exactly right so then why do you have to catch it right if uh, if that's not part of my sport, right? I'm mm-hmm. not trying to break any records. Yeah, and that's where he came out with like he does a lot of trap bar deadlift because it's the easiest on your back. It's the yeah. easiest on your hips because the weight is right at your like the center of mass for you, yeah. um, and you're kind of surrounded by it. Instead of like having a, a deadlift bar where you're straight bar deadlifting and it's out in front of you, that's a lot of force on your on your um, discs. It's just a little bit more forward. Totally. So it's like he's like, well, like the focus. To get, be more explosive, to jump better, or to run faster, is to make your legs strong and be powerful. So, why does it matter if I'm deadlifting in front of me when right. that just hurt, like might hurt just my back? Just because the because that's what the Olympic lift is. Yeah. Whereas, like, uh, we designed this specific bar to like be a little bit more safe on certain areas, Right. and maybe we should use this because this guy's not going to go to a powerlifting competition. He's just literally trying to get his legs really strong so he can yeah. so he can jump far at the combine or or like you know like. Be Run better through a hole yeah. on the field. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And that goes for regular, like, non athlete um, people who are working out as well. Is like you want to find the things that are going to maximize your potential and minimize your risk of injury. Right. Like, you should be trying to look for workouts that give you the max benefit under the lowest risk. Mm-hmm. Because do you want to be injured? Like, are, are you willing to get injured? To get into better shape right i would say that's going to actually set you back further because when you get a, a torn achilles or you get achilles tendonitis you get patellar tendonitis or you or you uh hurt your low back and you can't do anything like you're going to be out and you're that's going to be counterproductive to what you're doing
1: yeah so like fine your sport points, is showing up yeah <laughs> that's yeah. just be able to be available yeah
0: and get in the work and get in reps and consistency Mm -hmm. that's what your sport is and even if you're trying to run like a 5k and stuff like or a a marathon like don't go out and kill yourself running if your body can't handle it because in the end of the day like you're not going to be there to do the marathon at the end of the day like you have to train smart like there is such thing as training smarter and not always harder and like that's what we talked about before was like any trainer can go in and kick somebody's ass. Like mm. that is not, that does not differentiate you as a good trainer. Like if you go, like just cause you left someone dead on the floor, doesn't mean you're a good trainer.
1: Just increase the reps. Yeah. It. Like, well, <laughs> well, nah. I mean, that,
0: that's what, I mean, that's what Luke was talking about in his podcast yeah. was like, yeah, I can give you 30 minutes straight of, of burpees and then make you do a thousand thrusters. Right. You're going to be dead. Was that a good workout? Yeah, is that yeah. a good trainer? Yeah. No. No, because what you're trying to do is you're trying to maximize people's potential, decrease their risk of injury and decrease their risk of injury while they're in you're actually in your establishment. Yep. And so all of that is is kind of what you should be taking in mind when you're going into the gym and looking for a program is like, how risky is this? Like CrossFit might not be for you if you've never lifted weights in your life. Yeah and you're trying to get into a new workout program right. that might just not be the right thing for you at this time yep. whereas like maybe for someone like like me or you mitch who who has a background in lifting and knows the technique of these things and the body has felt those forces before and has developed strength
1: to prevent injuries in those different positions yeah then that might be something that we can do and i feel like as experienced people we kind of know like i'm not going to do that or like that didn't that's too much weight that's not gonna feel good whereas like if you don't know and they're like yeah snatch this over your head you're like all right you know like boom yeah or like whereas i'm just gonna be like no i'm not gonna do that or like exactly like last like yesterday i sprinted
0: and i knew how many sprints were gonna leave me how sore the next day yeah and I could have kept going last night because I wasn't completely dead, mm. but I knew like eh, I better back off now and just do some jump roping and, and some other cardio stuff that's light, do some yeah. stretching, some mobility work because I want to be able to do this again soon. Whereas like like you said, if you don't have that bandwidth of feedback where you've felt something before and you're like, Oh, I know what happens after I clean this much weight this many times right. not good things right whereas like some people don't have that feedback so they just keep going they just keep pounding their their arm and then all of a sudden they've got this acute onset of of um like impingement syndrome of their shoulder which is a killer and and then you're going to have to shut it completely down almost to get yeah. to get back or you're definitely not
1: going to be able to do your crossfit workouts right. cuz a lot
0: of that's overhead
1: work yeah and yeah you know that it is interesting cuz like you said it's like <laughs> of the people who are doing CrossFit classes aren't going to go to the games, you know, or any, yeah, any type (laughs) of
0: any type of the exercise it's like a motor workout, you know? And so like, you got to be smart about what you do.
1: It's kind of just one of those things that like, I don't know, I guess it makes people feel cool. Not, not, I'm not trying to say that's a bad thing. It's just like, it's like a empowerment thing where it's like, I'm, I'm doing the same stuff that these competitors are doing and, and I'm, you know, cause, cause that's the same. Felix, I went there and yeah. everyone's kind of like competing and yeah. like saying like, what's, what was your time or what was your, how many reps did you get? Like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to beat this one. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, um, I would like that. See, that's yeah. the
0: kind of scene that I need because that is the kind of thing that fuels me to work out harder yeah. is like competition. But yeah. I love competition and my body <clears throat> has been trained to do some of those things right. and i'm not saying if i went to cross right now it, it would kick my ass yeah. and i'd be super sore in weird places and i'd probably you know get some pains and aches and things like that but if you've never con- gone and competed like don't go into a crossfit gym and just try to compete with the guy next to you like be smart about what you're
1: doing well what's your thought on this too because like i was working out with a friend who like wants to get more results with their weightlifting and and wants to also like get out of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So they're thinking about doing something like CrossFit because it's completely out of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of iffy because I was kind of like in my head, I was like, yeah, I guess, you know, that's, that'd be how you do it. But then I was like, well, you could just go to the gym and practice lifts you've never done. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, I mean, Where would you draw the line there? Like if if someone is new and they're like, I've always been scared to do those lifts, should you go to CrossFit? What I would try to do is I would try to go
0: and find a CrossFit instructor that really knows what they're talking about and I would take one-on-one personal training and I would learn how to do the lifts, get confident with them and figure out the weights. And I wouldn't go straight and launch into a wad. Like I yeah. wouldn't go do the workout of the day. Just join a CrossFit gym and like, okay, they're like, all right, you're doing the Murph today. You're like, right. okay, then you're not doing anything for the next two weeks of your life. Yeah. Because you're gonna be blown out from doing a Murph. Yeah. So like you got you gotta just I think you, you gotta titrate what you're gonna do. So like I said, go find a personal trainer or go to an open gym lift where it's more of like you can just use the equipment there because like i understand that big box gyms don't let you power clean really they don't let you do like a lot of like heavy deadlift drops because it's just like it's too loud they don't want you banging around and clanging all that stuff they don't have the platforms yeah Yeah. so they don't have all that stuff there available so if you want to start practicing those lifts you got definitely got to go get the equipment to do it like maybe if you want to do trap bar deadlift you got to go find a place that actually has a trap bar yeah um but Be smart about how you do it, right? So ease into it. I wouldn't go do it every day of the week. Like, I wouldn't go, like I said, wad every single day because you're going to end up getting hurt. So I think it's a good way. Like, I like people stepping out of their comfort zone and not doing the same thing that they've always done because I think that's where the the other trap is, is like doing the exact same workout in the same form, in the same rep and set and everything like that every single week. Like, I know guys have been doing the same workout for the last five years. And I'm like, well where are your same results? <laughs> you know like where's the results like you you look the same as you did maybe you put on a little bit of muscle mass but you haven't definitely maximized it especially for the time you're putting into the gym right so i i'm down for people to go out and step out of their comfort zone and do something a little bit different but at the same time don't go crazy yeah. like you have to be smart about what you're doing yeah. that's what it all comes down to is like we're not we're not Matt Frazier, like right. we can't go and do like, the, like it looks so cool. when you watch these Netflix documentaries. You're like, damn, that'd be fun to be able to be that strong and that, that fit. But we're not even close to that. And yeah. that's the sad thing.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, when it comes to getting out of your comfort zone, like you gotta also like find a safe way to do it. Like you said, like, you know, don't just, don't just pop in. Cause fuck you get hurt you're even deeper in your comfort zone. You're like, you ain't even moving anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and I think that like CrossFit is the same thing as like a marathon.
0: Like people think the marathon is a cool thing to do. Cause it's like the furthest race you can. I mean, it's not the furthest race you can do, but it's the furthest normal, like normally run race. Right. So these people that have never run anything decide like, Oh, it's a good idea to go train for a marathon, mm-hmm. but like running a marathon in, Inherently isn't good for you to do. Like oh. it's not good on your body to run a marathon. Oh. So maybe you should start at a five or a ten or a half marathon, depending on where your level of endurance is at. So you don't just jump from the couch to a marathon and then end up hating running or end up with like plantar fasciitis or Achilles tendinitis or patellar tendinitis because you're running way too much and
1: your body isn't used to that. Like yeah. don't just jump. Like you got to take steps. Like let's run a mile every day for a month. Yeah. That would be a lot better than you trying to go do a marathon. Or let's
0: run five miles a week right. for a month. Yeah. Like, or three miles a week for a month. Like Get 5K in. Yeah. Because like, a lot of people's bodies won't hold up to a mile every single day. And just because you want to keep that streak going doesn't mean it's necessarily smart because... Like we talked about, you could be setting yourself further back than you know, right? because once you get something like a plantar fasciitis or Achilles tendonitis, like that's a hard one to get rid of, especially yeah. if you're still on your feet and doing things. Yeah.
1: And, and yeah, like, like we said, the goal is just to be able to keep doing it, you know, and, and you're right. I think people put a lot, they put way too much emphasis on these marathon events these days and like. They give them way too much.
0: And people are running these tough mudders and they've never done, and they've never even practiced the obstacles. Cause where are you going to practice a tough mudder obstacle? And I think it'd be fun to do, but you've got to try to figure out what the obstacles are like and then go practice something similar. Go out to a playground and climb up some monkey bars and climb over some jungle gyms and stuff like that and learn how to do that stuff. Yeah.
1: But, and then like, or like the Spartan races, it's like, but don't do that to be healthy. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do those things, do that to kind of push your limits. Yeah. But yeah, I think people are like Those yeah. are different things, exactly. People are like I'm running 10Ks all the time and I'm doing these half marathons all the time. Like they think like cuz I'm living a healthy life and it's like it's not really that healthy on your joints like. Well, it's also funny because I know a lot of people who are very unhealthy, who yeah, drink do a lot those. and
0: and work and don't work out that often that can struggle through a marathon. Right. Because they can steady state. But, yeah, but I wouldn't. But they have chronic low back pain. They've yeah. got heel pain. They've got diabetes from eating really bad. Mm-hmm. and But they can still struggle through it. It's like, right. what, like what's the marker, right? So, like, mm-hmm. that's something you could say you've done. It's a lot easier to be like, oh, yeah, I do marathons. Then be like, oh, yeah, I live a really healthy lifestyle. Right. And, you know, like, I work out consistently. Right. Like, that doesn't sound as cool as being like, let me get that 26.2 sticker on the back of my car window. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I think it's all about like what you can, it's, it's that like bragging thing, you know, it's like I did. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's it's being able to tell someone that you did something Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. show off that way. Right. Right. And yeah, like I think there is benefit in that because if you do it, then good on you, But, but do it the right way. Right. Exactly. And Practice everything the practice the lifestyle too. Don't just do it. Like yeah. you know. I think uh like I did it and I'm like I'm proud that I did it. Uh but I also cause there's one coming up that people ask me to do, I was like, Man, I'm not going through that again. I'm not going through the training, but I'm like I could do it right now. Yeah. I wouldn't be the best. I wouldn't get the time that I had last time, but I could easily go run it, walk half the time, you know, like yeah. not that hard. Yeah. Um so if you're going to do these things, like you said do it right. Yeah. And then you'll really want to claim that you did it and that's cool. But do it the right way and, and live the, the healthy lifestyle too.
0: Yeah, like when you're training for the marathon, make sure you're doing all the nutrition stuff we talk about. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. Make sure you're you know, adequately hydrated. You're not drinking every weekend. Make sure you're doing the different trains training. Make sure you're keeping up with your mobility because I know so many runners who are like, oh, yeah, I run, I run 10 miles a day. But they don't do a single stretch. And they come in and their ankles are locked up. Their hips are locked up. Their mid backs locked up. And they're wondering why they're starting to get all these pains it's like because you don't do anything else because you want to tell people that you do 10 miles a day Mm -hmm. like just because you thought that was a good idea and Mm -hmm. then
1: to not like stretch your calves or like do any hip mobility stuff afterward i was like when trevor did it dude he couldn't walk for a week (laughs) he was like limping and his hips were all messed up i'm sure doing if he did any training i'm sure he he didn't feel great during the training if he did it yeah it's like
0: and then but it's like i know like well, it's funny because a lot of like runners like long distance runners they like have a sense of pride about how tight their hamstrings are <laughs> like oh yeah my hamstrings are really tight it's like it's not something to brag about that yeah you're you're gonna ha- like have problems because of that like because mm-hmm. you run so much and you don't ever stretch right like that's not it's not cool it's man. a weird thing to brag about right it's like yeah
1: i eat a lot of donuts i have a really really high blood glucose yeah dude I, my back is so jacked up dude. <laughs> i bench quite a bit <laughs> my shoulders are so forward yeah. bro. <laughs> basically same thing i
0: know it's it's a weird people have weird it's funny people have some funny things that they do yeah but yeah i mean that's kind of what i've been on and that was a very long conversation about that but i th- i'm glad we went on that topic because i think it's super important i think it was big but like make sure you're training you're rounding your training make sure you're being smart like that means like if you're lifting like throw in some cardio or do some like sprinting like yeah. don't just do power lifts unless you're a power lifter right like if but if you're doing it to get fit like you've got to branch out and do different things do mobility take a yoga class and use those to throw in but don't make it completely random you still got to have some type of program. I know it sounds confusing. It's like, well, he's telling me to take yoga class. He's telling me to do like these like sprints and stuff, but you have to like have a base program and then use those other things around it instead of just
1: like chaos. Right. Right. And figure out how those are supporting you rather than probably hurting, you know? Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I think if, if you get anything out of it, it's just like, take a look at what you're doing currently and think about How you can get some part of it more standardized. And then, you know, think about all the different types of movement that's out there. How can you kind of start to incorporate a little bit? Like, how can we get some explosive movements? You know, how can we get, I guess, if you like cardio, you know, like steady state stuff, how can you get a little bit of that? Um, Just so your heart rate's up. Now I can get some of that weightlifting in all the different rep ranges. But how can you balance it all so that you're not, you know, overdoing it and getting injured?
0: And I think at the end of the day, it just comes back to thinking like, if you don't understand this stuff and you don't understand the science of it, it's good to get a qualified personal trainer. And I emphasize the word qualified personal trainer or coach or someone to help walk you through it. And at least for a few months or something to figure out your program and get things on track for you and kind of give you an idea what you need to be doing. Cause I mean, I think we look at this because we do this for a living and we go, Oh, this is like, this is simple. It's all you yeah. have to do is this. But I think it's very intimidating for the average person out there that has no idea what rep ranges even are. They're like, what are what the heck are rep ranges? Like what's our hypertrophy versus what's a strength set. And so like, I think it's smart to be out there and, f- go out there and find someone that can help you through it and make sure your technique looks good. Make sure you're well-rounded, make sure everything's going well. Um, But that comes down to also finding someone that's qualified,
1: which is hard to do sometimes. You know, <laughs> I can't remember who said it. I, I think I was talking to somebody and they said like they were, they were going somewhere on vacation or something and they were like, yeah. And they're like, I'll just do a, a workout I find on Instagram or something. I yeah, like, I was like, "Fuck, man, that's yeah. that's a big one." That I know a lot of people are doing. Yep, is they're just like picking random Instagram workouts. That's their plan. Yeah, <laughs> and stringing them together themselves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, that's why I don't post really. Like, here's what I did today, because it's like doesn't really matter to you. Yeah, like. If you wanna do it, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> you know? and, the, and I've posted
0: only a few of those types of workouts and the only reason I post them like that is to like give people an idea what a training load is or like how to set up a Not program. To tell them to do it. Like don't go do this, but this is an example of like here's what you would do if you were trying to work on strength. Like these mm-hmm. are what your sets and reps and rest breaks need to look like. So set something up similar to it. Right. Um but there's a lot of inexpensive things out there. Like, I mean, you could find a program that's pretty well suited. And, like, I love that podcast. we I just listened to it from uh, Vigor, uh, Vigor Health or Vigor Life podcast. Um, we talk about, like, don't just follow somebody's program because they look good on Instagram. Yeah. Like, figure out what what are their qualifications, what made them make this program, like, is it really a good fit for you right. before you go and spend the money? But the good thing is some of these programs are only like 20 bucks, 25 bucks, 40 bucks. It's like uh-huh. one-time investment for that for an eight-week or 12-week program is pretty damn good because comparatively to how much a trainer. personal trainer costs, yeah. like you can get one of these programs. You just got to make sure you're smart about who you're buying these programs from right. and what your goals are
1: mapped to these. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's solid coming up on an hour yeah um time to rate this this cold brew dude i like this one
0: a lot this one oh man i even think this one might be better than the original
1: really nitro beverage company it's it's good dude i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you that it's solid probably the best espresso i've ever tasted easily for sure not even
0: not even in the same ballpark
1: yeah um
0: what do you got on it and why?
1: Uh, I mean, I remember I, I rated this one pretty high, their other one, right? Yeah. I don't remember what number, but. Might be good that you don't remember. Mm-hmm. It won't bias you. I'm going to give this, I want to say 8.2. Um, That's way higher than the other one. No. Yeah, it is. I thought I did an point.
0: Thought you said like 7.8, but I eight. thought it was 8.7 uh, yeah. in the last one. Maybe it was. This one.
1: I think. That's high. Uh you know, I don't I don't think it's like bad. Or I don't I don't know. It's not like much worse than the other one. Um I just liked the other one a little better. But this is Was it because the other one was a little less like dark roasted? Probably. And two I kind of just want more of it, and that's why I'm writing it low because it's in such a little container. I want to keep drinking it. <laughs> it's funny because that's like a double edged sword for you.
0: Because right. too much liquid, you rate them low, and too little liquid, apparently, you rate them a little yeah. lower. But eight point two is very, very high. Yeah. Don't get that. Don't get that twisted. That's a very high rating comparatively because we don't venture up into the nines. We haven't had one in the nines. Definitely never gonna have a ten. I've been right around high, high sevens
1: a lot. Dude, for, for zeros on the board, 220 milligrams. Yeah. Tasty, easy to go down espresso. Like Yeah, not a single calorie. Yeah, I don't know anything better. I would uh, call
0: this a 7.9. 7.9. Which is high for me. I don't think yeah. I've gone into the 8 yet. Yeah, you did. Okay. Well, I, I think this is 7.9 regardless. I think this is a really, really good solid one. I think it's better... All these are better with nitro in them. Yeah. And now we're starting to brew. So we're taking a lot of these companies are sending us uh, bags of coffee. And so now we're starting to make our own cold brew out of their bags. Mm-hmm. And I've got a device that I can um, run nitro through. Fresh nitro tap cold brew. Oh, you do. I have a growler that, that uses nitro. So how would that work? just put it in there and then you pour it out of the tap with the nitro. So it's like basically like the Starbucks tap of nitro. So I no just got to make a bunch of cold brew and put it into the,
1: no way. into
0: the growler. And then I just got nitro fresh tap nitro cold brew. Dude,
1: <laughs> Dude, we got to just start bottling this. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, thanks again. Um, nitro beverage company. We had the regular on a couple weeks ago. We have the espresso on today both super super solid um good company they're out of uh asbury park new jersey um, and they know how to make cold brew yeah, so yeah they do we appreciate it appreciate it what's up guys hope you enjoyed the show if you enjoyed this episode please like rate and review the podcast
1: and if you really liked it go ahead and share it with a friend We would really appreciate it. And if you have any topics you want us to talk about, feel free to reach out. Let us know. We're always open.